All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast. With your hosts, Derek Nasty, Sutter and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer, Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. This week's guest is former NHL power forward, Scott Hartnell. Time to face off. Hi, this is Nasty Knuckles Podcast, and I'm Riley Cote. I'm Derek Sotomayor. Welcome to the first episode, and we're so happy to have our first guest ever, Mr. Scott Hartnell, the Bird Dog. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Scraping the bottom of the barrel. All right, <laughs> you Bird Dog. Oh, man, we're so happy to have you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, this is great. I love the name, too. Nasty Knuckles. Yeah, this is Nasty this guy. Yeah. Knuckles. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Yep. I appreciate you coming on, man. It's been a, it's been a while since we uh, sat down and shot the shit so uh, i appreciate uh, your time and it's been uh, way too long yeah hopefully you can uh get some funnies going here today with some of the some of the crazy stuff you've done in your uh, your hockey career and uh your time in philly so we never really had any laughs uh, over the years have we got <laughs> no, no, right? <laughs> quite a few man yeah um i have a question for you guys uh i know who i think in my mind uh, i can answer this question but who's a player that you guys played with that had uh, the weirdest ritual, superstition, or just weird dude? Uh, I would say right off the top of my head, uh, great question, number one. Uh, Cliff Ronning, he was so superstitious oh, wow. about black black tape, and he, obviously a white knob, white tape. He taped like all the way from like the hosel all the way. Yeah, the uh, sock. Right to, yeah, the sock. Yeah. 
And uh, if there was black tape anywhere around him, it was like he had to go pick it up. Or if there was a, a black tape stick on the other side of the dressing room pointing to anywhere towards his stall, he would have to go move the stick and put it on a different angle of a wall so it would go, go away from it. And I, you know, I kind of pick up on guys like little rituals, how they, you know, tap their ski a couple times, yeah. you know, yeah. and then yeah. they, they do all that kind of stuff. And, you know, if it works, they'll do the exact same thing. Obviously, yeah. it's, I don't know if it's ritual or superstition, but, you know, Cliff Ronning was always uh, – uh, I was very interested in, in watching him all the time, just kind of move stuff. So no black tape was going anywhere, anywhere near him. <laughs> That's why I've never yeah. heard that one before. That's yeah. good. What about you, Riggs? Uh, my favorite centerman, Jimmy Dowd. Just oh, the junkyard Junkyard, dog. Jimmy Dowd. Oh, what a beauty. Just uh, how precise he was with folding his socks, oh coming God. slowly, fold his socks, and place them in a stall, and his tape. Right. And have like three or four things of tape, and his supplements, and everything was just like so perfectly orchestrated. I mean, you could tell he'd been in the NHL for 20 years at that point just by how many different things he was doing. But it was uh, it was interesting to watch. I mean, it was uh, it was I don't even know how you kept up with that many different little things. I mean, you could probably speak to it better than I can because you you were there. Yeah, he he actually is funny. I kind of forgot about the junkyard dog as far as that goes. But when I would lift this stall up, he had all he wore those awful gray shorts, yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The softy or whatever, but they were too short. <laughs> yeah. I'm like junkyard, like come on, let's let's get some. <laughs> no, can you get me any more of these nasty? Can you get some more of these? I'm like, you got eight pair in there. Well, I'm gonna need these when I'm done. You know, like, I, I want to <laughs> get as many as I can. But everything was folded up, like you oh, said. That's so true. Perfect. He came in and like, if I would have just thrown stuff in his stall, I know I would have come back and it would have been, been so it would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I witnessed a, a lot of you guys and all your little quirks. I think uh, for me watching uh, Jordan wheel, I love wheelie. Oh, you guys didn't yeah. get a chance to play with no. him. Well, yeah. I, co- I coach wheel. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. okay. So, so about his, uh, wheelie, wheelie, don't get mad at me, wheelie, but it he was, uh, he sat in a chair. I had to go get him a chair from somewhere in the arena. If yeah. there wasn't one in the hallway and he would sit in it. And I think what he was doing was going up 12 uh, flights in an elevator. Door with his eyes closed. Really? Door opens first or second floor, third floor, and then come back down. But if he got interrupted, he'd start over. And then, like he, visualizing, or he's visual, he sat like this in the hallway. There'd be a hundred people around. He'd just be sitting there. And then he started making moves. Mm, yeah. And he went through this thing. And some people come out like, "Fuck, yeah. like nothing." He's just getting ready, you know. Yeah. And even my son would walk down the back hallway, and we'd be doing that, and. I called Elvis and here holding this thick one, making all these movements, and it used to make me laugh. And then I had to tickle Briz from behind, like oh, yeah? come up and yeah, because I did that one night and he got a shutout. He was on my computer. He used to like to go on my computer before he started getting dressed. And I just came up behind him and went, "Look at you, you sound like the Pillsbury <laughs> Doughboy." And I'm like, "What was that?" And he's like, "He was like, you tickled me, you know." And I uh, kind of laughed. So the next game, he's on my computer, and I came in and I hopped up on my desk area, and he goes, "Nasty." Nasty, you know. Yeah. He's like, I'm like, what? He's like, tickle me. I was like, what? Tickling. He goes, you did last game. He shot out. I'm like, oh my god. Come up behind him, hit him in the ribs. You know, hit him in the ribs. The old fake laugh. So it was, it was great. Oh man. Um, how about the most intense uh, warm ups you've ever seen? I'm gonna go with a guy named Trevor Gillies. Oh, Trav. Trevor Gillies, yeah. Yeah. Fought him a couple of times. Okay, he's an awesome guy and uh, absolute gamer, but the most intense warm up you ever seen. Yes, I, I don't think he touched pucks either um, in warm ups. It was heavy groin stretch, heavy 
Heavy, hairy eyeballs down the other end. Heavy yeah. <laughs> cruising the red line. He, did, he just looked mean, though. Oh. Like, he was a scary-looking man. <laughs> but he was, you talk about a gamer. Like oh, he was a gamer, man. man. He was Got hungry. It. He was looking for blood, for sure. Remember Briz, too. Talking Briz stories now, but he's sitting there, you know, doing his pads up. And, you know, and I sat, I think, two down from him, uh, you know, in the skate zone there. And he'd come up. And he's speaking to me in Russian and, like, looks at me in the eyes, says, like, three, four sentences, like, you know, 30 seconds long or whatever, and then goes back and, you know, does it does it <laughs> Wait for you to reply in Russian. Yeah, or and, he, and he says a couple, like, another words or whatever, like, looking at me, I said, listen, I said, I don't know what you said. You've been, you could have called me every worst yeah. word under, under the, under the sun. I said, you talk to me in Russia one more time. I'm going high at you every practice from now on to the end of the year. And he's like, he's like, oh, sorry, Scotty. Sorry, sorry. I, uh, I just kind of was, I thought I was kind of in my own head. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, get me out of here. Get me away from this guy. I remember, I remember uh, uh, the skate's almost bigger. I used to be, well, when I was there, I was all the way down the hallway from the old locker room. And I'd be in there doing something on the phone with a rapper or something. And I would hear him call, Nastia, Nastia. And I just stopped answering him because I'm like, I'm, I'm not going down there. <laughs> so he would yell. And then one of the guys would be like, answer him, shut up. You know, like I yeah. hear the guys yelling. So I'd walk <laughs> all the way down the hall and he'd be standing there fully dressed. Do I look big today? I'm like, you look huge, Briz. No one's scoring on you. <laughs> okay, thank you. And he walked away. Call me down there just to say that. And I, that's why I wouldn't go down there. I'm like, I'm not going down. <laughs> But guys would be like, just get uh, down here, you know. <laughs> what a oh, man, he made me laugh. That oh, guy. Man. He was great. Why don't you talk a little bit about your time in Philly and, uh, you know, how you embraced the city and, you know, how you, you know, just uh, carved out your own individual identity here and, you know, became a fan favorite. Yeah, no, I, you know, you look at the Philadelphia Flyers franchise and, and the players that played before us, uh, the Broad Street Bullies, obviously everyone knows that name and uh, kind of my style of play. Uh, so when I got traded here, I was like, wow, this is, this could be a great fit for me, obviously. And, you know, Homer signed me to a nice uh, six year ticket. And, <laughs> yeah, not uh, bad. I'll never forget my first exhibition game. First, you know, first game wearing the Flyers uniform uh, after the first period, you know, middle of September, you're trying to get your legs going, your wind going, timing going, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, going down the tunnel and, and some, some fan trips down, like, Come on, Hartnell, hit somebody. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm walking back and I look back and Mike Knubel's behind me. He goes, he goes, get used to it, Hartnell. Yeah, right. There's going to be a lot of that. And I'm like, holy shit, like what I get myself into here, you know? So like next period, I was out there just running everybody. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, the next, uh, next period, walk by, he goes, that'd be, that'd be Hartsey, that'd be. So, uh, that was my first introduction to be at a Philadelphia Flyer and just how much passion and, and, uh, everything this, uh, uh this city has. Awesome. Well, you, 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 we're a fan favorite right off the bat, obviously. Um, there are lots of lots of things that happened while you were here. I mean, too many to really talk about today. But one that uh, one of my favorite moments was you and Dion Phaneuf. Because you guys had a little bit of a rivalry. We know about the All-Star game, <laughs> yeah. the Sedine triplets. You know, you set the goal up. Suck it, Phaneuf. Yeah. Which was <laughs> hilarious. I don't think he thought it was. But um, one of my favorite moments, I have a lot with you, obviously. You were my favorite guys. But... You're you're going to the net, enough hits you, knocks you down, and you kind of look back, but you come back around the net, you end up scoring. As soon as you score, you give him a whack and just drop him. I thought the roof was coming off the place. Talk about being a fan favorite in Philadelphia, uh, scoring a goal, dropping the mitts two seconds later. It was it was unbelievable. It was that, one of my that, favorite moments. That was wild. He got cross checked behind the net, and he's a tough boy, right? Yeah. And, he, and he's a gamer too. And 
uh, you know, I, I would say we're probably the same class, right, of, of fighters. And, uh, yeah, I whacked that one in, and I was just – I was so I, – I wanted to go after him right after I got hit. I'm like, oh, Ozone, maybe we'll score a goal. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it never really happens like that in a perfect moment. But, like you said, just dropped it. And uh, right after, actually, the, the All-Star game when the second FNF came out and – you know everyone was having so much fun with that and and uh, we're lining up at, at face off and uh, he actually pr- burned me pretty good with this one i was like you know hey dion i'm like don't be mad man that i you know made fun of you and everyone's saying suck it enough he goes he goes how was your first all-star game kid like, you enjoy it you get, you get some autographs and i was like <laughs> Put my head yeah. down. I'm like, oh man, oh man, <laughs> oh, so stupid and getting burned like that. I tried. I thought I'd get him, but he burned me right back. So that's oh, all right. That was great. It happens. Um, Jack Mack. I think of. I think of you and uh, you know a couple of our, well, a lot of our practices. You know, floating around uh, practice before practice actually started, and you you half clapping pucks across the ice. <laughs> Jack, Jack Max, uh, blades and, and, and having the speed wobble. I mean, uh, this guy was a beauty. You want know, to talk a little bit about Jack and some of the, the beauty stories this guy had and, and, and how he interfaced with the, with the, with the team. Oh, he was great. Wasn't he? Oh, one of the best coaches he? that, that we had and just brought, he was so loose, uh, made everyone feel comfortable. Like, uh, you know, after a big loss the next morning, you yeah. put a smile yeah. on your face. Bing, bang, boom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bang, boom. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> Oh, uh, he he was uh, by the end of the night on the road, like the night before. Usually, if I'd go to dinner or whatever, come back, I could hear Bucky outside of the hotel before I even got in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you come in, and his voices, white huh? mustache is purple from all the wine he had. <laughs> oh, you yeah. know, God bless him. <laughs> and uh, I never forget the one night we were in Carolina, and uh, I came in pretty late, and there were he was at, in the lobby talking to a couple people, and. Uh, he was maybe massaging a foot or two. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, Bucky, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I couldn't even understand what he was saying. <laughs> so the next morning, he, the, the coaches are meeting uh, before they go up for the rink. It was like, it was an early game. It was like five o'clock game. So there's only a couple guys skating. So Bucky's nowhere to be found. So Joey Mullins, like, calling him. Yeah, no yeah, answer. Yeah. Goes up, bangs on his door. Here comes Bucky, opens his hairs everywhere, right? <laughs> Stash is purple. <laughs> throws his clothes on comes down and uh i guess it just didn't even comb his hair what little he had at that time and and he uh joey said what'd you comb your hair with a pillow or what'd you do you know bucky and so he comes to the rink and he says oh i said hey buck diddy good morning man he's like oh buck diddy's hurt i said oh a little hungover he goes no just a little tired <laughs> and uh you know we always said that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was from that point on yeah was, uh, just a little tired he's a beauty i he's remember too in practice you'd always like pass the guys you know the half moon after practice or whatever and, who wants it? yeah who wants it, who wants it? <laughs> and then uh, you know he made a couple nice passes oh they call me the tailor because i can thread the needle <laughs> Yeah, he's oh, a he's too good, man. Oh, yeah, he's a great assistant coach for sure. So after you left, uh, well, you left Philly, so you get traded in the off season, what, 2014? Yep, I think well, so, yeah. What was your original reaction there? And then, uh, you know, going to Columbus where, you know, Torts is the head coach. I mean, what, what, were, your, what were your feelings going into that one? Well, I, you know, obviously I was sad to leave right. uh, Philadelphia, right? And, I, you know, I signed a six-year deal extension, I think, the year prior. Uh, Hextall came in and, you know, I think trade me was kind of putting his mark on the team and, um, you know, it was a little obviously frustrated and, you know, you have your house set up and your buddies right. and you, you feel like you're building something. And, 
you know, to um, kind of be forced to say goodbye, it was, it was kind of tough. But, you know, coming into Columbus, you know, I was excited about that team. But then, you know, started 0-8 and uh, yeah. Todd Richards gets fired. Torres comes in. and, and Oh, that's right. Yeah, Torres wasn't even there. When yeah, he, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. We, yeah. we played oh, actually bad. one season with uh, Todd Richards and then we started 0-8. Um, ah, so basically, okay. no, no, yeah, there's no chance you're making playoffs from that. And then Torres <laughs> came in and it was just like a an overhaul he's uh you know he's a he's a character he's he's demanding like mentally he'll he'll tear you down into nothing and then he'll build everybody up the same way the way you know you're a piece of the puzzle here and you're here and and uh he was good to me for you know for a while I guess I was maybe (laughs) you know one of his good guys and then I was you know older guy maybe getting a little slower and you know I started pushing me out but uh, a lot of stories with that guy. He yeah. Was, he's a maniac. maniac. Oh, he is, yeah. eh? <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth. I wish I could give you a explanation about it. I can't. I've already heard enough of that crap already, as far as this is concerned. I, I wonder what would happen if we did it to their two whining stars over there. Kiss my ass if you have, uh, if you want to write something different. They'll whine about something else over there, won't they? Starting with their two stars. You got, you got, you got to throw one out there. I mean, there's got to be something golden because I mean, you, you at one point you started you got a healthy scratch towards the end there. I mean, your relationship with him, what was it? Yeah, like, no, all he, right. You or? know, he, yeah, he. Well, I a lot of respect for him. One yeah, of, you know, one of my favorite coaches. Good. is Just how how he turned us around so quickly. Right. Um, you know, but I, you know, had a healthy or got healthy scratch. I think I might have took a penalty towards the end of a game, and <laughs> it wasn't really a bad penalty. It was you know, I was fighting for a puck, and that is actually in Montreal. PK Subin uh, fighting for a puck. He, you know, Dove. down he goes. And I'm standing there over the puck, taking to the net, and got a got a penalty. Of course, they scored. We lose the game three two. Oh, and and uh, <laughs> you know, next game, my my number's not on the you know the lineup, right, for practice. And so I'm like, you know, the extra forward, and you know, feel stupid. Obviously, even like one of my first times being healthy, scratched after 1,100 games. I was and I'm, say, yeah, that didn't happen. And so I go, you know go and talk to him and he's like and you know we kind of had it had it out a little bit and and he goes I appreciate you coming in here and talking to me like a man you know like and you know I was a couple f-bombs and and heated and and whatever and and you know next day I, you know he goes don't worry about it. you're gonna get back in he goes you you know this is your like this is your chance to prove to the guys how good of a pro you are so I you know I got bagged and you know smile on my face obviously it's tough to do that but right. you know I was uh Felt as a good teammate. Next day, come in, and I think I scored like four goals in the next five games or oh, something nice, like that. Yeah. And he's probably like, you know, shove it up his ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm a great coach. You know what I mean? It always works like that yeah. too, right? Oh yeah, you, it does. You've yeah, probably seen it. Yeah, oh, every no, time no, I think it does that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he was pretty wild. And another another quick tour story. He was uh, um, first like eight ten games of the season. I'm on the fourth line with Sam Gagne, and we have like. I don't know, eight, you know, eight points in 10 games or whatever it is. Right. And, and in a close game, tie game, close game, we're up one, one or two goals. I couldn't see the ice the last like 12, 15 minutes of the game. So I'm playing eight minutes a night. Right. right. And, and actually like almost leading the team in scoring. You know? <laughs> and uh, so I finally asked him like, Torres, why can't I, you know, get on the ice in the last 10 minutes? Like he goes, he goes, you know, you're, you're way out of position defensively. Like you're, you know, I don't trust you out there. Number one, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I was like, I'd love to watch some clips with you to see where I'm out of place defensively. Like, I think I'm doing a great job defensively. Said, nope. No, you're not. <laughs> so anyways, the next day he's like, I'm going to have, uh, you know, uh, Brad Larson, the assistant coach, cut some film and, you know, we'll show you how bad you are. And I'm like, oh, right. yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> thanks. Okay. Thanks. Confidence is high right now, of course. 
next morning in practice, he comes up to me. He's like, he's like, I want to apologize to you. He goes, he goes, we looked at every single shift that you had in the first eight games. He goes, you haven't been out of position once. He goes, he goes, it's my dad. It's my dad. He goes, he goes, I, th- I just think I don't trust you out there. He goes, it's just, I, I can't, I can't put you out there. I physically can't. And I'm like, I'm like, holy shit, this doesn't make any sense, you know? And at least he's honest. Yeah. yeah. Still and, and that's one thing towards is if he, yeah. if he doesn't like, you know, one part of your game, or right, right. holds it against done, you almost, right? Yeah. He's, uh, he's hard on his guys. And, and, and one more towards story, Zach Wrensky, one of the, you know, best yeah. offensive defensemen yeah. right now right. in the league. And, uh, it was his rookie year, and and he might not be the best defensively. I think he's learned a lot in in a few years, but he's uh, we're in Winnipeg, and he's you know a couple turnovers like somewhat like late in the game, and you know maybe middle of the third period. And look, I don't want to see him out there any more shifts, right? <laughs> to the to the D coach or whatever. And I don't know if he just lost count. Everybody's like, oh, Z and uh, Jonesy, you go, and screws up one more time, big like, and they had a huge chance, and he goes back to he goes. And Zach's coming off the ice too. He goes, "Set that rookie down." He's like, "He's not seeing the ice again." And the kid hears the head coach, you know, coming oh, back man. to the D coach, just oh, crumbled. Just crumbled. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. He just, you know, sits there and takes the tape off. Oh, he's like, I'm that's done. it. <laughs> <laughs> he just skates around. Yeah. Throw a grocery divider, slide oh, over. Oh man, slide too over. good though. Make you know, it, and it's tough love, right? That's the yeah. that's the whole. It really you know, is. Yeah, you just coddle him and say, "Okay, better luck next shift." Right. Or, you know, and you're going to get scored on, lose the game. It's all about winning and losing. And, yes. and Schwartz, uh, you know, doesn't make many friends out there, but he want, you know, he knows how to win. So. He's a good human, though. Like, yeah. I mean, he really does care about you. Like, yeah. Like, you know that. Yeah. But he, he's a he just knows how to push buttons and yeah. get the most out of his players. I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, sometimes you guys get complacent, they get too comfortable, and they need that. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially as you, get an old, you become an older guy and, you know, think that you're you're invincible. Yeah. I and, remember uh, Tom, you know, like, rip, you rip your ass you know, yeah. a little bit, and then you're good to go for another 10 games. You say he's a nice human. He is, like, a super awesome human. And, you know, I tell my family, I'm like, oh, he's so hard on me. You know, I'm not playing yeah. or this or that. He got scratched or whatever. And and uh, my brother and, and his son came in, my nephew, and, you know, they're there before morning skate or practice or whatever. And, and you know, towards the same thing, comes walking through and like, oh, hey, is this your brother, you know, and. Hey, little man, you playing hockey? You know, he's like eight years yeah, old at the time, right. right? And sits and talks to us for two, three minutes, which is a long time for head coach and, right. you know, whatever bullshit. And uh, my brother goes, he's the nicest, nicest guy ever. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, he's bipolar. Yeah, yeah, right. He's unreal, man. He's a, he's a good guy. Yeah. It's um, good to hear that. Let's talk about you, Coach. Your, your, your hockey career, man. Like, how long we know What about it? <laughs> By one snipe? <laughs> Hey, I'm the best goalie in the world. Yeah. The best goal in the world. <laughs> you picked the right one to score on. Oh man! I've no, known I, you, I've, I've, mean, known, I've known you since we were 16. Yeah, you we were played, a sniper yeah, back in. two years in Western Hockey League together. Back in the uh, day, it's been an interesting ride for sure. You know, um, yeah, I retired in 2010 after our run there, and um, 10 years, crazy. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's hard to believe, really. But uh, you know, I, I think the, the game of hockey gave me everything it needed to. You know, um, you know, it certainly wasn't uh, anything fancy or sexy. No, no cups, no nothing, none of that. But um, a lot of life lessons, a lot of good relationships. Uh, you know, obviously, you guys are sitting here. Um, but uh, yeah, I learned a lot about myself. You know, kind of the game pushed me into a corner. I retired another year in my contract. I don't know if you knew that when I, when I retired. Yep. yep. I just needed to get out of the game, you know. Fighting took its toll, man. It's uh, physically, obviously, but emotionally, spiritually. I wasn't playing that last year when yeah. Lavi came in, um, and it just I just wasn't really in a good place. I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to, I wanted to stay in the game. So that's why I got into coaching there. But 
um, it, it gave me certainly a ton of tools to to move on the real world, and uh, uh, I'm thankful for it. Thankful for every every piece of it. Honestly, it's been uh, it's been an awesome ride, and now it's uh, it's awesome to do something like this. You know, sit down and instead, you know, kind of reconnect to our to our people uh, in the name of hockey yeah, and yeah. Uh, and share stories because I think that's what it's all about. It's you know, it's uh, learning about yourself, being a team, growing, trying to win. Obviously, everyone's trying to win a Stanley Cup, but at the end of the day, once the game is over, all you got is the stories and you know your relationships. So you know, here yeah. we are, right? I mean, it's uh, it's awesome. So I you know I appreciate you guys uh, you know doing this. Uh, let and, let me uh, ask this: What's what's the like top two things that you miss about playing? The, the, the locker room being the, being the first guy yeah. at the rink and finding my little zen time before you know it gets crazy and then once once yeah once the guys start coming in man it's just like I just love being at the rink I mean even my my, my last year of playing I, I warmed up every single game of the regular season and playoffs I think I played only seventeen games but I still got to the rink like four hours before the game just like I just loved being at the rink yeah yeah soccer soccer was one I was gonna say I I hope you say soccer loved it just love being around the guys love the energy just love the the rink I mean I grew up at the rink obviously like we all did and um yeah and just uh that was my favorite part of me I mean you know getting getting into practice and stuff like that I just wanted almost to be over to kind of to shoot the shit you know what I mean it's like it's probably a bad you know bad approach because I'm like thinking about after practice but (laughs) I just you know just like love being around the guys and having fun and going on the road obviously and dinners and but yeah soccer being around the guys and you know that 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 world is just so so awesome the first you know I've been retired two years now and it's for sure soccer would be probably my number one yeah. For sure, thing like I just yeah, it's amazing and just the laughs like keeping you loose, yeah. you warm up and you know guys having those battles, you know yeah. you you'd go in and the yeah. arguments, the after hardcore one on one battles, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the sewering, rock, paper, the sewering. Yeah. 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 yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like uh, no, no, it's your fault. No, no, it's, oh, that's yeah. that's for sure. No effort. Where's yeah. your effort? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no yeah. effort. You're yeah. done. And then Chemo, the mayor of the goddamn oh, uh, yeah. game, would come in. No, you're out. Yeah, okay. Chemo says Chemo, what do you think? Yeah, you're done. Okay, you couldn't argue with Kimo. Oh, I know. Like, no. just, what were you gonna say? Too much respect. Like, yeah, you, right. you, it's, uh, it's funny you said that to him because I, that's what I was gonna ask you. You've been retired. I know at first probably is a relief not having to go to the rink and do the hard workouts and all that stuff. The, all the work you put in. Are you working out hard? Huh? Hey, <laughs> hey, now, hey, 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 hey. My favorite. Son, so he was coming. I'm I don't know kidding. if I ever told I'm you this. The hearts he was coming to the Flyers rink. They let you come in and work out sometimes. And I see him over at the squat racks, and he's got these things plugged in. I'm like, what the hell's he doing over here? I <laughs> the go, arm. His muscles the arm. are. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like this whole so stem, stem yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what he's doing, but he, you know, he seems to be working. He's looking good. He's looking <laughs> a good. A cheat code. Uh, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, uh, obviously, two years now, I know me, I'm not in it anymore, and I miss that part of it the most. Like, the guys in the mornings coming in, into the office, can't even fit. Three people, yeah. and there's eight guys right, right. sitting in, a, in the office, and that that's the part, like, just sitting in there with you back in the day and, and, and other guys, that's, like, one of the best the best things about it. That's probably what you missed the vote. Well, here. like, us listening to Mac Miller before, yeah, uh, right, before yeah. the game, like, no yeah. one even knows anything about that, right? But right, it's, like, right. the, that that two minutes watching that video before I take yeah, a shower, sure. getting uh, my stuff on and go for warm-up, yeah. trying to get his dressed as fast as possible I yeah. my record's like two two just over two minutes but in, uh from <laughs> you head and to toe but yeah plug. it's impressive oh i think i spent more time in your office than i did in the weight room and probably on the ice in my, my whole <laughs> yeah. hockey career yeah there's been a few guys that would like to sit in there but that was that's the, that's the part i missed the most i figured 
you know, obviously you're lucky you're, you're doing a great job of the NHL network and still getting to talk hockey and probably see some of the boys, but it's nice you're in the area too. Like, so we could have you here. Um, yeah. Instead of doing the old zoom call, yeah, yeah. you see your face to face. I wanted to ask you a heart to going back to Philly. Your best, your best year was in 2011, 12. I think you had 37 tucks. You're on line with Yager. I think the whole season, right? Yep. Uh, yep. For the you most part, yeah. Playoff. It was a good thing you got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A couple good, couple good players there. You and Guru. Yeah, Guru. Talk about that and like you know playing with a guy like Yogs and his caliber and then just being a vet. I don't know how old he was there. Probably like forty six or something. Yeah, right? <laughs> he was He was high thirties, I think. Yeah, yeah, he was close, close to forty, close to 40 yeah. for he used sure. To walk in the room, flexed right. like thirty nine or whatever he was. Yeah, he yeah. And kids were like, it's pretty jacked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty wild. It was, you know, I played with Paul Crea uh, for a year or two in Nashville, right. uh, Peter Forsberg. Like, those are yeah. the elite of elite, right? Right. And, and when we signed Yogs and, you know, Bruno, like, I started that year on the fourth line with Matt Reed and Talbot, I think it was. Nice. Uh, you That's know, and then right, I got, too, yeah. uh, I got a break to play with them. Uh, and, you know, I told my agent, I'm like, oh, my God, okay, I'm playing with G and Yogs. Like, I need to have a good game. I need to snipe or whatever. Didn't score off the score sheet, but played like really good. I'm like, I'm like, called him after the game. I'm like, I'm done. Like, I'm back on the fourth line. <laughs> you know, like, you know, the ups and downs of, of playing. And uh, then, you know, it was within the next game, and I got two goals, two assists. And I was like, then we just like took off from yeah, there. And um, just Yog was. I wish I would have played with someone who was that good, that worked that hard when I was 20. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like to to see that guy. The effort, the the workouts before, after, at night, you know how, night, how, yeah, yeah. How, how he just loved loved the game, and obviously I loved the game, but the the amount of work that he put in, and he made me a better practice player. You know, he was telling me a couple times during the year I was maybe hung titties or whatever yeah. in the morning, and you know would kind of you know slough off through practice, but and he would be like, hey, hearts, he's like, he's like, I didn't come here just to fool around. He's like, you practice how you play. He's like, I don't want to see you act like that again. And I'm well, like, you know, kind of you know, shape me up. Right. I yeah, like, sure. Wow, you know, and you know, I kind of paid that forward throughout my career in, in Columbus and yeah. Nashville, right. Making sure everyone was on the same page and, and, uh, all that kind of stuff. But he was, uh, just a, a great human and just lo- like always had a smile on his face. Yeah. Did he not? He like- sure did. He, he, he did. He always did. When, rarely you saw him where he was like pissed off. Like he just yeah. was always happy. Yes, that's the only way you can play a sport. Tell your how. When did he retire? Like when was he forty four? Well, still playing. He's still playing. Yeah, he's still playing. So I don't know how old he is, but like you can only play a, a sport or do something that you love if you have a smile on your face right. and actually have a a good attitude. Otherwise, it would be like work. You know, it's not work for him. I mean, this guy's a, a machine and oh, still arguably probably one of the best players on the planet. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty wild. Pretty, pretty good line mates I had there yeah. that year. Yeah. When yeah, no kidding. Huh? Drew would come up to me for uh, before the game. You know, half hour before the game, he's like, he's like, Scott, I feel so good tonight. He's like, give me the puck, go to the net. Like, <laughs> I, I want, I want the puck on my stick. You know, and then literally a minute later, I'm in the dressing room and Yogs, Scotty, Scotty. He's like, give me the puck. He's like, I'm gonna dump it in your corner. He's like, you. <laughs> You hold on to it. He goes, you got to wait maybe three, four seconds. I come pick it up. I'd be, I'd be two, two guys and we score. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay. So I'm going to have the puck on my stick for like zero seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, and sure enough, we had a great game, you know, three, four points, whatever it is. And, and, uh, just, just had a blast. And it was pretty good for me who I, you know, didn't really love the puck, you know. Sometimes it wasn't my friend, right? Yeah. <laughs> just batting around. But these guys just, you know, just get ready to shoot every, every chance I got, get on net. And, 
and uh, ended up having a few cookies at. That yeah, he did. he did close to forty. Was... was that the same year in playoffs with the old Hulk Hulkster incident? Is it against he, Pittsburgh? He, he, he was, was leading up to it, wasn't it? Was that the last he, game of the year? Yeah. We oh, okay. It. So that wasn't. It was before it, playoffs. It was. Well, we were playing them. We already knew we were playing. Oh, okay, it was right. the last game of the and year, game eighty-two, right? Rodeo. Yeah, that's I mean, right. All right. It was, yeah. It was. <laughs> I I laughed my ass off. Oh I think I had a towel up on my face because I was when <laughs> there was a gentleman there. You know, was still like he dressed like the Hulkster, yeah. and um, he was fun to watch. Like I, I caught myself a lot just like looking over. Okay, he, oh, yeah. he was <laughs> awesome. He was awesome, <laughs> and his, all this stuff's going on, and and then I look over. Bird Dog's giving her this one. Oh yeah, and the whole, our whole bench is losing it. Plus, Chiefs holding on uh, to Lavi because yeah. he's trying to go over the glass to get to the to their coach. Was he throwing shit on the ice, or was someone else? There's, there's something that's trying to throw into the bench, and it ended up going on the ice. Uh, not who, that gentleman? Oh no! At that to- at that time, oh, Pierre well, McGuire was, was like talking to Hartsey, and they were picking some stuff up. And it was, it was it was a melee. It was, yeah, it was a melee. There was so <laughs> much going on, like it was it was wild. No, it's classic. Man. But yeah. it, the the place was going. <laughs> you, as much as you were loved here, obviously, oh yeah, yeah. that that city <laughs> they wanted your head on a platter, man. So uh, I shouldn't go there for dinner. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> you know what though? I won't be working for the Pens. You're saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, they'd love you. Once they know you, they you know. Uh, they would love you, but that was that was one of my favorite moments. And then in the playoffs, they got Hulk Hogan to do a thing. Remember, it was yeah, it oh was yeah, great. yeah, yeah. I didn't know it. And then all of a sudden, it pops up on the board. I was like, I'm looking at him. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, brother. Oh, yeah. He's ripping the oh, shirt man. off. That was awesome, man. There was a there was another melee. It was actually during that playoff series where you and uh, Adams, yeah, Adams, yeah, and he was pulling your hair, yeah. But it was crazy. Sid, who I love, he's a great man, like awesome dude. He, everybody hates him in Philly, obviously, but he kind of started that whole issue. Like I think he knocked Kimo's glove Kimo's away, glove, and yeah. just one thing led to another, and Hartsy ends up fighting because someone jumped. I forget exactly how it happened, but um, you end up fighting, and you actually fought. What kind of you fought, and then you guys got loose. Yeah. You're probably like, okay, somebody get in here, maybe, because that's not that's yeah. not easy to do. I'm sure I never did it, obviously, but <laughs> no, it was, you two did. It was it was pretty epic. Nothing. How ty- how tiring is fighting too? Oh, oh my god! <laughs> like, yeah, I wasn't very efficient fighter, and I, you know, holding <laughs> my breath and everything. But it's it's man, I can't even tell you how many times I was sitting in the penalty box and and just hoping I didn't get a shift the rest of the game, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably a good chance I never did anyways. But uh, yeah, man, I was so gassed, just drained the shit out of me, man. Yeah. You, Props you, to the guys like Cam Jansen, some of these guys that could fight for three oh minutes God. straight. Morning, minutes. Sorely, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, what, was your, what was your best fight, Coates? Best fight? Yeah. Most memorable. Uh, well, most memorable one is probably when I uh, TKO'd uh, Andre Waugh yeah, there. When, yeah. when Torts almost choked him out on the bench there. But, uh, you know, obviously uh, most of the fights aren't that, they don't go exactly that way. You know, it's one punch, you know, heavyweights and stuff like that. But a couple good ones with Sean Thornton. Just measuring. Tilt tries to grab for it, gets a couple of shots in. Oh, he directly got the hit. Pounding away, it's Rock'em Sock'em Robots. The helmet comes off and Thornton is scoring. Give Kote credit. Their heart rates are in the 190s right now. Kote with two good lefts. Thornton over the top. They're wrapped up and they're yakking at each other. Pretty good bout. You know, like, yeah, Saturday night yeah. in Boston. There was like 1,500 punches thrown each My, guy. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget, like, uh, when you guys squared up and 
authorities look at you and you guys are kind of like this. And he goes, just like old times. And like, as he's getting ready, yeah. oh, like, yeah, how are it. you thinking that? Like, at that <laughs> oh, point. he loved it, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he, he did. But I was just, I remember reading his lips saying, just like old times. I was like, oh, oh cause my God. Yeah, because we're both like undersized heavyweights, right? So when I, like, I actually fought a guy like was actually in the six six one range, was like, I'm like, ah, oh, okay. So it's not a six foot seven, yeah. 260 Monster. pounder. So I knew, like, you know, from the miners and stuff like that, that I can open up with them and, you know, we, we could, we could fight, you know, uh, pretty aggressively. I think the first one, he landed up being responsible for one of these breaks. <laughs> well, at least one of them. <laughs> but I remember being, in the, you know, after it's like I, my face is swollen, but I'm like, I'm like in a great mood because it was like a great fight. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not like you don't, you know, nose is busted, yeah. but it's like, God, it was just part of it. You yeah, know, you know. Was- but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I really don't miss that at all. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> obviously yeah, yeah. not. <laughs> I, I like, I actually liked the, the, the physical part of it. Like I like the combat part of it, but it was like the whole emotional part of it is like, you know, th- think so much, you know, it's like every game I'm going into, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fight George Rock or Don Brashear or some of these, you know, absolute mutants, but when's it going to happen? You know what I mean? I fight them and it's like, when's the next one happen? And Brash beat my ass the one time. It's like, well, I gotta go fight him again. So it's like constantly chronic state of anxiety. It's like, night before games like when's it, who am i fighting when's it gonna happen you know what i mean so i don't miss that at all i mean it's like i'm at least be able to find some peace you know in my life yeah, with yeah. not having to worry about that shit but it served its purpose i mean i needed to do it i mean clearly wasn't uh you know uh, an offensive player and uh, if i didn't f- fight and take on that role i would have no chance in hell of ever playing one nhl game so it served its purpose and thankful that uh yeah you're one of the um, best teammates that i ever had yeah, thanks, was, man. yeah sure one thing I so many lives, and it was just being trying to be a good guy and have a good attitude, you know. I mean, whether it was but just say if, you, if you didn't have a good attitude and you didn't do what you to. did, you wouldn't you wouldn't have been around, right? Of course if, not. Yeah. You know, you played 17 games and you warmed up every game. Yeah. Like a lot of people, yeah, that, that was, was on waivers too. That they would kill people. Waivers. Yeah. That was, would literally like you know what I mean. Like, but you had the best attitude and you were the best teammate, and uh, you know, I just wanted to let you know that. Yeah. For sure. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. I. Craig Berube was talking to the guys a few years ago when he was still with the team and they were asking about going into Detroit and fighting, you know, pro. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, try taking a pregame nap. (laughs) Knowing you got to fight this guy. And then when you get out of the box, Kosher's coming. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no nap time. No nap time. You know, like when you were just saying that, I just, I can't even imagine, like, at least Chief, you know, he's a pretty big man. I, you were big at the time. Yeah. Like, you, know, you weighed yeah. a lot, a lot more, but you're <laughs> still, he was still giving away 25, 30 pounds. Oh even yeah. More rock. I yeah. Mean, like, and I, I remember just like, I should tell you this, but I was just like, please God, don't let him get killed. Here. Yeah. I remember fighting in Mellon arena and you squared up with him. And I was Zoe just like, knocked my helmet off like 30 feet. The, the guy calling the game in Pittsburgh, the guy calling the game in Pittsburgh, He's he's calling the fight. He's like, Colte gets in the left, you know, George. And then all of a sudden he throws that one and thank God it skimmed you. But his helmet, you remember? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 feet and the, the guy commentating says, uh, thank goodness Colte's head wasn't in that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I remember that. Oh, I, was yeah. dying. I saw that the uh, next day and I was like, oh, oh yeah. my God. But George Rock did go on to say that night in the papers that you were pound for pound the toughest guy in the league. Yeah. You never hid. You fought every tough guy. And you did. And, and, and that fight too, I actually talked to Georgia at one of the NHLPA meetings. I actually, I didn't know. I guess I hit him pretty hard in that fight and he, he thought he was going down and somehow he didn't. So I was like, oh, well, you almost knocked my head off. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was, it's nice to hear that I actually tagged you pretty yeah. good and you said that. But yeah, that game, I think it was an NBC game or a versus game. I can't even remember exactly, but for a show, they showed a preview a clip of me warming up and like, I think it was, maybe it was Pierre Maguire's like, 
look at this guy. He's in the zone. He knows he's fighting George Rock tonight. Like, <laughs> yeah, he didn't even, he didn't even touch a puck. He just seemed to just like skating around. It was like warm-ups, not even touching a puck, just doing like these C-cut type of uh, bullshit skating drills I was doing. It's like, that was my that was my mindset, right? I was like, right. I wasn't concerned about playing hockey. I mean, I was worried about like how bad how bad this guy's gonna beat my ass and not get totally crippled. So, uh, different different mindset, you, you know. In there with that man, that's amazing. Yeah, amazing. I look back, I was like, wish I could just like wish I would have focused on hockey just a little bit more. You know what I mean? It's like I was so it's consumed by the fighting because right. I wasn't like we played junior together. I mean, I fought a few you know a few times in four years in the Western League. I, Fought maybe 20, 22 times, which I was fighting 30, 35 times a year pro. So yeah. it's like, you know, you're, you're still playing hot. I was still playing hockey in Western hockey, even though I had a like diminished role. Then you're taking on this role. It's like, man, you, you know, I, I, I got to go all in. I mean, you can't half ass fighting. You know what I mean? No. You can't, you know, you can't, no. can't just go in and it's like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, casually go into this fight against Don Brashear tonight, you know? So it's, I took, you know, just consume it, you know, took in boxing lessons and the jiu jitsu and all the shit I was doing, but. So you did it well. Man, my body, my body feels pretty damn good now. Yeah, yeah. The going back to Yogs playing with you. Uh, I remember that year. Craig Ruby was an assistant coach, and uh, Yogs would get on the power play. He'd like to be on that wall, and he'd get over there and just massage the puck. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah. And Chief's losing his mind, right? <laughs> but that was another good thing about Yogs. Like Chief would give it to him. If Yogs would turn around, and give it back. So he gets back to the bench. He goes. That boy Yogs, we had to kill it off for him. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just dying. And and Yogs is like, You played a lot of power play, eh, Chief? Yeah. And, you know, and she's yeah. like, Nope, I didn't. <laughs> you know, hey, you like big tits? <laughs> Turned to me and said, Oh yeah, okay. Anyway, that, they, they, I thought of that last night when uh you get the power play with Yogs, you know, like Chief was like, Cool. Killed it off for him again, Yogs, that boy. Yeah. Uh, Hartnell down and talk about it a little bit. I mean, I think it was so fitting how you, you took something, I don't know, maybe, maybe was started as a negative, but uh, yeah. it's like you, you just turned it into something so positive. And- I, well, I tell us, yeah, people that ask about it, it's a great story. And we were in, I think we were in Phoenix and I saw the sign and warm up and it was like Hartnell down 145. And I'm like, I'm like, what does that mean? I'm like, and this is like middle of the year, like game 50. And I'm like, what is, I'm like, what the hell is this? Some kind of countdown. Maybe yeah. it was game 30, who knows? Yeah. Um, and then like uh, two two games later, we're in Anaheim. And it was like Hartnell down 162. And I'm like, I'm like, what does this mean? And, you know, it's up however many. And I'm like, I'm like, Nasty, can you go and talk to those guys? And Or, you know, that, I think it was a guy and a girl. Can you go talk to them and figure out what's, uh, you know, what this Hartnell down thing is or whatever? So he goes warm up, right? And he's he looks at me. He's like, he's like, Scotty, come here. And so I like leave the dressing room and he goes, he goes, you're never going to believe that. <laughs> He's like, he goes, they count how many times you fall down on the ice. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, they count. You're like, I don't know if you get tripped or fall down or get hit or whatever. And I'm like, these assholes, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> so I, anyway, I tell my agent and he starts laughing, hearting them down, hilarious, right? And and Twitter obviously is still huge, but it just was kind of booming for for athletes and stuff like that. Right. And got the you know the hashtag Hartnell down, and you know there's all kinds of drinking games. Like if you fell down, you do a shot, right? <laughs> yeah. And people were you know doing seven, eight shots, ten shots during drinking game, just buckle it in. But yeah, then we you know, made this uh, you know uh, I think I think uh, my agent's wife got these 500 T-shirts, sold them, and they were gone in like. 
10 minutes, right? I tweeted about it and people went on and bought these $20 t-shirts and then, you know, she got 2,000 of them. I tweeted, oh, they're back in stock. Boom, they're all gone. And, you know, next thing you know, we had, you know, $10,000, $15,000. Like, oh, let's start a charity and, and you end up working with uh, Ed Snyder Youth Hockey Foundation, got some kids from Philly uh, to go to the Minnesota hockey camps where I was training at and yeah. uh, TJ Oshie, Wayne Simmons, like uh, a bunch of, uh, you know, good hockey players. So these kids are coming uh, 12, 13, 14 year old kids are coming to Minnesota and training with us. And it was just real cool to see how something, so someone poking fun at you, you right. turn it into yeah. something so positive Amazing. and, and, uh, giving back. So it was, uh, just hilarious how it all started and, uh, <laughs> boys were loving it and yeah. chirping me on Twitter and face to face. It was great. That was great. It's a lesson. For the people. It, yeah. I honestly like never paid attention to that just because of the game. You know, you're going to fall like everyone falls. Yeah. But once, yeah, once we yes. found that out, yes. I felt like the whole game. I'm like, it went down again, <laughs> right? Like, you know, in your head, you're like, but it was, it was funny, but you know, not making fun way, yeah. but just it was. I never paid attention. I never noticed that he was going down, <laughs> going down a lot. But it turned into a great thing. It's like it's like when you're driving around or you're looking at a new car, like, oh, I want to buy a, a Ford truck. All you see is Ford trucks on the road, yeah, right? Or you exactly. want a, a Chevy <laughs> yeah, Suburban, yeah, right? And then all you see is Chevy Suburban, whatever car it is, yeah. you you just see those things, and you're like, you know, same thing. Hot, me yeah. falling down, I'm like I didn't even know he fell down 15 I, times today. I I really now I have never to blame it on you. Settle yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> flipping trainers. Thank goodness I wasn't doing your chasing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like your first year, like it was. I mean, not just pumping your tires, but obviously you're one of my favorite guys I ever had. Um, come through there, and uh, that first year I was looking at our roster. What a bunch of beauties! Like Uppy, Loops, Richie, Carr, to you, Chemo. Uh, I wrote a lot of the gags. Steve Downey, yeah, oh, oh, Downs, yeah. and uh, Eags, Riggs, Jonesy. I mean, just I was just like, look, I'm like, that thing sort of coming back to my head. What a what a year we had! Like it was so much fun, it was, man. It was it was awesome. Year. A lot of laughs and. Even the 2009-10 team, when we, you guys made that great run and uh, throwing car bomb and uh, ash into the mix, just beauty, beauty yeah. team, man. It was a lot of fun. Darren Trasham, oh, yeah, little Darren Trasham. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, right before the year before we got Ash, they had a great fight in Jersey. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, you remember. you buckled him, and then he kind of half yeah, buckled yeah, you. Yeah, it was yeah. all like neither one of them go down. Go down. I, I mean, I swear to God, I hit him so hard. Oh, like, I feel well, him going whole, down, and he went yeah. all down to, like, a squat. And then and keep it, yeah. back up and started throwing Just, Jesus, this guy, Yeah, man. it was – that was uh, a unbelievable fight. And then he, then he comes – you know, yeah, awesome. he's an awesome dude, awesome teammate guy, too. Man. Oh yeah, love we're gonna get guy. him on. Remember when Ash it. thought he was a better sk- faster skater than me? You yeah. remember this? <laughs> I don't. And we had the skate off uh, before practice one day. No way. He's like, I'm faster skater than you. He's like, Scott, I'm faster <laughs> skater than you. I'm like, no, you're not. He goes, 100. percent He goes, let's race. I'm like, any time. He's like, all right, perfect. Before practice, we'll go. And we're on the other, uh, the first uh, yep. sheet ice. And sure enough, we're on, uh, you know, opposite red, red line. lines, and we go, you know, one full lap and. I think he pulled up after the, the last corner. Oh, right? yeah. like, I was like 20 feet ahead of him, right? I was dehydrated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah, he was so funny. He's like, no, no, my hammy. We'll go again later on. Oh, yeah. Uh, he didn't have to pull the hammy. Yeah, that, that man had a chin on him. I, oh, yeah. Well, super, he did go down dumb. one night. May not have been on the ice. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Halloween night. <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> Halloween night. Oh, man. He's a beauty. Yeah. 
So what are you up to now? You're working for NHL Network. You're a father of two. Yeah. I mean, changing diapers and flipping diapers like I'm flipping cheeseburgers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's great. Yeah, my two and a half year old son, a six month uh, uh, baby girl, little Ginge. Yeah, and, uh, in the thick of it. Eh? It's uh, it's been so exciting, and you know, watching. You know, obviously, you guys are you know you're going through. You have young kids and that little Elvis. Uh, shout out to Elvis. Yeah, um, it's just amazing watching them learn how to speak, how to walk, how to you know, like how I walk or how I take a shower. You know, me and my little one take right. a shower, and I you know always have just kind of play with my hands behind my back, and he's sitting there, he's doing, he's doing the, the same exact thing. same thing, and yeah. I'm like, wow, this is your like soul. Clones. Uh, they're so impressionable and whatever you do, they're going to follow and copy. And, uh, you know, he's got quite the little humor on it or a uh, sense of humor on him. So yeah. it's, uh, awesome. uh, just amazing to, um, feel that love. You know, obviously I played my whole career being, you know, almost single basically the whole time and, and uh, perfect time for me to have a kid. I'm around all the time and right, uh, that's great. kids. And so it's, it's uh, pretty amazing. It's important stuff. Eh? The yeah. time with the kids, you yeah. you're not traveling as much. I mean, or, I mean, I don't know how much you're traveling with the NFL Network. Well, not traveling right right anywhere now. now. <laughs> uh, but previous to that, you know, it's uh, it's important stuff. You know what I mean? You take it for granted. I mean, I didn't have kids when I was playing, but I know a lot of guys do. And yeah. Not that we're the Major League Baseball, you know, Major League Baseball when you're gone for like two weeks at a time. But, you know, Western road trip, you're gone for a long period of time. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? It's like that time, even, you know, girls are at daycare right now. It's like super pumped when I pick them up. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you know, it's like such a important piece of life yeah you, know, you appreciate that when you get older so what uh so i want to ask a question about philosophy on success i mean obviously you're successful in your own craft of you know hockey and you know you're drafted you know high when you're 18 years old and had an amazing junior career and then an nhl career i mean what 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 are like the pillars of your philosophy for being the best you could be you know as a hockey player and a bad person too you know so um, it comes hand in hand yeah well i think just obviously good family uh, number Wild one. Bill, yeah, yeah Wild, Wild Bill Hiccup, Wild Bill Hiccup, a <laughs> man. Um, yeah. The father's trips are amazing. Yeah, obviously, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, remember uh, Braden Coburn's brother? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah he's on the bus or whatever after dinner. Yeah. They're going, going back to the hotel to drop us off, right? And the dads usually go for a bit, uh, couple beers and. He goes back. He's like, "Hey, Billy, you want to get shitty, shitty tonight?" <laughs> I'm like, <"What?" laughs> "I'm like, seriously?" My dad's like seventy. <laughs> Put him down for the count. <laughs> oh, oh, but to get back to your question, uh, my dad always asked me whether it was baseball uh, or hockey, which I played both growing up. Who was the hardest working guy in practice? And you know, I always didn't want to lie to my dad, right? So I always kind of put in the work when I was doing something. Whether it was, you know, schoolwork, whatever, uh, yard work, it was, I put all my effort into it. And, and, uh, you know, still when I was playing, you know, 28 years old, 35 years old, still playing, he's like, who's the hardest guy in practice? And I call him after, uh, practice on my drive home or whatever. And, um, you know, I just, I kind of had that instilled in me that I wanted to work hard and, and do that. And, um, you know, just watching the game, I had older brothers that played, you know, I, 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 think that I thought the game faster than I might not have been as fast as, you know, this guy or this guy or not enough skill as this guy or, you know, with the puck or whatever. But I just felt that I thought the game faster than probably those guys that could probably move faster where I was in better position or whatever. Right. And I think that's kind of what, uh, uh, why I had such a long career and good career was just that, uh, you know, mentally I was probably a little bit sharper than in a lot of people that were on the ice. Right. right. And that's why, yeah. you know, Crosby, 
he knows where the puck's going to be before he knows where yeah. his teammates are going to be because he can think the game at the highest level. And right. uh, I don't think everyone has that. Obviously, as good as him, I'm not saying I'm as good as him, but um, that's that's kind of why I think I, I lasted so long. Yeah, you're a little bit of a physical specimen. I remember you're a, man, like a bit of a man child in junior. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I was six foot at like 13 years old, right? Like pretty good when you're playing Pee Wee Pee Wee Double A and you're just running over guys and scoring at will. Oh yeah. And when you come into the Western Hockey, like 16, you're quarterback in a power play. I remember that. Yeah. You know, like it was yesterday, and but he also was still he took on that power forward role right off the bat too. I remember, you know, like it was yesterday, you back checking through the middle of the ice, and, and Todd Fedoric was yeah. on the Regina Pats. <clears throat> And he cuts through the fridge. He's skating with the puck down the ice, cuts through the middle of the ice. Hartsey runs him over one of the biggest hits I've ever seen. And I thought, you know, I was like, oh, man. I mean, this is- <laughs> I'm going to die. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to die. Fridge, Fridge got traded to our team. I think it was like a month the, later. No, the next day. Was it the next day? It was, it was back-to-back games. No, Kevin right. McCullough oh, was wow. our coach. Yeah, 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 we, it was home and home. And in PA, that's when I rocked him right at the end of the game. Yeah, huge, huge, ball. huge. Yeah. I fought one of their defensemen. And, and we're literally, uh, the next day we met at the rink, we're driving – gonna drive there coach called me in uh he goes he goes i got some good news and bad news Uh, and he's like uh the good news is we just traded for somebody and i'm like i'm like it's todd fedora so you don't have to fight him tonight (laughs) so we saw him in the like in the the locker right before he goes he goes thank god and he actually said to me he goes thank god he's like i'm on your team he goes i want to fuck kill you i was like he was human i'm like nice nice to meet you (laughs) i'm 16 right you're 20 year old So, oh my God, he's a beauty too. I got a good question for you guys. Who, in all your years playing, was like the most undercover funny guy or goofy guy or whatever, like that you played with? Uh, well, a couple come to mind. Probably my best buddy Chemo, teaming in. Uh, the guy yeah. is hilarious. Uh, I don't know if uh, I like him because he'd laugh at all my stupid jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he played cards. Yeah, we were roommates for you know three, four years in Nashville, three, four years here, so six, seven years and. Uh, you know, we spent a lot of t- uh, time together, a lot of, a lot of rouge, uh, releasing. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brimmed. Yeah, brimmed. <laughs> he's even funnier when he gets out of it, too. Uh, he's yeah, his so laughing, dry. When he yeah. starts laughing, his uh, smokers finish laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, and Aaron Ashton, too, one of the, oh, one of the funniest God. characters yeah. and uh, just a great sense of humor. And you know, really, there's not too many, like, not fun guys, not that uh, have good personalities in the game of hockey, but. Uh, uh, Darren Trasham and, and Chemo for sure would be yeah. my top two. What about you, Riggs? I, I was actually going to say Ash. You know, right away he comes to mind. He's got that you know innocent little face, the smirk. <laughs> um, but he's he's so witty. You know, he just uh, you know has clever ways of uh, you know relaxing the room and making making funny. So I mean, he comes to mind for sure. The beauty. Well, appreciate you coming on, man. This has been awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, nice, really... to t- nice to tell stories. This yeah, is awesome. No, this is, do it again. You're welcome anytime to, to the old uh, studio here. Yeah, yeah. Well, good luck with the podcast, Nasty yeah, Knuckles. Thanks, yeah, man. Awesome. Appreciate it, man. Great, great first guest, that's for sure. Thank yeah, you, guys. It's been great. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 